You hear that noise, you hear that sound, you hear that wonderful, wonderful music. That means Borchek is back. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Thanks for tuning in as we start the newest season of Borchek, where we talk all things hockey here at Impact Media. Had to let producer Sassy... uh, go to the other side of the room here where uh, she can help produce the show. But once again, I am Jeremy the Impact York. It is time to talk some hockey because not only is hockey back, but so is board check. Each and every week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come on here and I'm going to tell you all things, uh, mostly NHL. Occasionally, we'll dip into the uh, ECHL, AHL, or uh, you know, if there's something fun going on throughout in the world. But... Like I said, hockey's back. Hockey's been back since Wednesday. I'm going to kind of talk about those those starter games on Wednesday. I'm going to uh, kind of go through a little bit of my own preview as far as the new divisions. I, I think we're going to actually see that we might want to might want to somewhat keep these divisions the way they are because this could be fun. And then we're getting to some stories. There are a lot. There was some offseason stories, some things that have happened since Wednesday. And we'll get into all those. First, uh, just just based off of, because uh, I, I saw bits and pieces of, of uh, all five of these opening games. So let's start on Wednesday. Uh, you had Pittsburgh 3, Philadelphia 6. This was a, a close, this is actually a close physical battle. And then Philly just remembered that they're the Flyers, and they just started out, their physicality was outweighing Pittsburgh's, I mean, It'd be easy to say two to one here, but three to one. And uh, then they just capitalized on the opportunities. When an opportunity presented itself to put a goal in the back of the net, they did. Uh, Philadelphia could be very interesting to watch. They're kind of a front runner, not just because they won the first game, because it's just a game. But a lot of people have them pegged as the top team in their division. And it's, well, it's possible. Definitely possible. Uh, Pittsburgh's not going to be a slouch either. They're going to probably hang in there as well. They happen to be in the same division. But, uh, you know, kind of is what it is there. Then there was the Tampa Bay Lightning exhibition. When I say exhibition, it's because they played the Blackhawks. And the Blackhawks, uh, they're not super terrible. They're actually... Uh, a lot better than they were last year. But they're kind of in the middle of a rebuild and a reboot, whatever you, uh, pretty much a clean slating. So uh, the fact that they got a goal is spectacular. 
the fact that they gave up five uh, sounds about right. But, uh, you know, the comment I made about this game and this score was, imagine that. that The defending champ scored five goals on arguably one of the bottom five teams currently. Not saying the Blackhawks can't turn it around. I'm just saying Blackhawks fans, go ahead and strap in. It's going to be a little bit of a bumpy ride for a minute. That moved us on to Montreal 4, Toronto Maple Leafs 5 in overtime. It was a thriller. Back and forth, back and forth. It looks like to me that Terry Price and Montreal are going to be a little bit of a headache and a force for a lot of people to deal with. And that Toronto is going to have to go for that like gutsy, gritty, just, just have to hammer through and grind out every victory they get. And they're built for it. So we'll see how that that particularly goes down. Uh, Vancouver 5, Edmonton 3. The Canucks look pretty good. A lot of people wasn't sure what would happen uh, when the Sedin twins left a couple years ago and them trying to kind of get everything back on track. They look pretty good against uh, an Edmonton team that's that's not going to be too shabby either. Uh, I believe Holtby... Ended up with the victory in that one. It is good to see him doing well. I always liked him, even though he played on the on the Capitals, and they always smash teams that I like. But uh, Braden Holtby still can contribute, and he did this night. And then in the final game, St. Louis 4. I actually stayed up to watch this game. Colorado 1. The Blues find a way to knock off the perennial favorite so far. And, hey, it's just one game. I understand that. But they're only playing what, 54 or 56 of these this year. So one loss here, one loss there is one thing. If you start to make a habit, if you start to make a habit, you know, if you uh, lose three or four here and, and three more there, you might be looking on the outside. But overall, it was a great opening night. Thursday was spectacular. Friday's games were great, too. Tonight's games, because this is Saturday, tonight's games uh, are, are, it's hockey. They're all going to be fun and exciting, and you should be watching. I don't even know. There is a chance that uh, some of them are on. Not sure what exactly is going on. It's uh, we're not able to look at some of those. I guess we could just look it up on the old interwebs, could we not? As we get ready to preview these divisions. All right, let's start with the central. In the central, I would say th- these are going to be my standings as as uh, as far as what I how I think these things could uh, could potentially go. Oh, we got the Saturdays. Okay, we're getting the Saturday ones up. Okay. Uh, um, oh, here we go. Starting at 7 o'clock tonight. You've got the Hurricanes visiting the Detroit Red Wings at 10 o'clock. Why do we have like four? 
Okay, this is being weird. Uh, 10 p.m. These are all Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 10 p.m. You got the Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Anaheim Ducks. 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus. You have the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators. Uh, currently, towards the end of the second period, you have the Coyotes 4, Sharks 2. At 7 p.m. tonight, you got the Montreal Canadiens visiting the Edmonton Oilers. You got Islanders visiting the Rangers at 7. At 8, you got the Predators hosting the Blue Jackets. The Wild are visiting the Kings at 9. The Canucks are visiting the Flames at 10. And earlier today, uh, in overtime, the Devils beat the Bruins 2-1. to one. So there you go. Uh, before I preview that, let's as of right now, league leaders in, uh, in various categories. All right, let's start with the skaters. Uh, points right now. There's a there's a bunch of people. Uh, the two top ones are Travis Konecki, Konechny and John Tavares, who have five. A couple other people have five as well. That's because Travis Konecki has three goals. I'm pretty sure he had a hat trick last night. And Connor McDavid has three goals as well. And then a ton of people have two. Moves us to assists. Leon Dreisaitl has five assists. John Tavares has three. A bunch of other people have three. And... Let's see. Moving to the goalies. Andre Vasilevsky already has two wins on the board. Carter Hart has two as well for Philadelphia. Uh, and shootouts. Peter Morazic, uh, Varlamov, and Philip Grubauer all have one. It was uh, fantastic. I saw two of those. Goals against average. Varlamov and Mrazek, since they have those shootouts, I mean shutouts, have yet to give up a goal. And two players have only given up one apiece there. Save percentage-wise, of course, Varlamov and Mrazek are leading that as well with 1,000%. And then with a 968 average, uh, Vanasek from Washington, who they moved on from, or they moved on to after Holtby. Now let's talk about these divisions. Like I said, let's start with the Central. I think the overall front runner in the Central is the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're the defending champs. They did not make many big moves in the offseason. They didn't really lose a lot of big people. And for the most part, it's pretty much the same team as last year. you got to think they're, they're probably a top three, top four team, automatic out of the gate. Next, I would say probably the Carolina Hurricanes, who have a lot of young talent, not any real cap issues, and they've actually got a minor league stock of people ready to just reload in case of a virus scare or in case of an injury or even a trade. They can open up spots, and they have plenty of people uh, to go. Number three in that division I'm going to give it to the Dallas Stars. I, I, there is such a thing as the 
the uh, runner-up hangover, you know, of, of uh, losing the Stanley Cup and, and that. But I think the Dallas Stars are still ready to compete. I still think they can do some pretty good things. And uh, I don't think they're as good as Carolina or Tampa Bay, but I think they're they're close. Speaking of close, number four, I've got the Nashville Predators. Once again, I think they're really good. Them and Dallas are probably pretty even. Nashville's got some young talent. They had to let go of a few people that uh, were fan favorites. And, but overall, they're still a young, hungry team that's going to push anybody for a top spot. Next, I would say probably the Columbus Blue Jackets are probably the fifth best team in this division. Um, they still got talent. They still play a pretty above average game. but. I just don't think they're as good as the other four teams. Coming in at number six, the Florida Panthers. They're kind of the same as, as Columbus. Not saying they can't make a run. I'm just saying that in this division, the top couple teams are going to beat up on a lot of the, the other teams. And uh, Florida is uh, going to unfortunately be on the, on the wrong side of the win column a good handful of times, but not quite as much as the last two teams, Detroit, who's in the middle of a rebuild, but doing some pretty good things. And the aforementioned Chicago that, bless their hearts, are just going to try to be respectable. But that's essential. Let's move into the East. I'm going to stick with what I said earlier, and I'm going to say that uh, my front runner in the East are is the Philadelphia Flyers. I think they're just going to play rough. They're going to play physical, just like the Flyers that we all grew up with. The only difference here is that these guys can uh, knock you down, then still, or they'll knock you down, take the puck, and put it in the back of the net, where the other ones would just knock you down. So uh, they, uh, they're a team to deal with. I think the number two team in this division, I want to give it to Boston, but I'm going to give it to the Islanders. I feel like uh, they're, they're a team that has emerged in the last few years, and they're going to be here for at least a couple more years without them having to really do much uh, personnel-wise, but number two team, I give it to the Islanders. With me, number three is the Boston Bruins. Boston had such a good run going last year and then just lost steam. I think they just ran just ran out of, of, uh, of steam towards the end. I don't think that's going to happen in a shortened season like this one. Number four, give me the Pittsburgh Penguins. Crosby, Malkin, they're still there. They're they're always going to be able to carry this team just like Big Ben and Mike Tomlin does for the football team. I think they're 100% going to do for the hockey team. And, uh, the, you know, when you can get rid of Phil Kessel and still be great, Posternock is still there. A lot of other ones are still there. This team is, is still going to be right there. They're just in a rough division with what's going on here. Uh, number five team, I'm going to give it to the, I'm going to give it to the Washington Capitals. I think the Capitals are kind of in a transition a little bit. Ovechkin is, uh, still really good. He's, you know, he's, he's what Crosby is to Philadelphia, I mean, to Pittsburgh. And they still have many pieces of around him, uh, keeps nets off and, and the like. They moved on from Braden Holtby. We will see what happens with that. 
But uh, I get Washington the five seed. Um, number six, the New Jersey Devils. They are trying to turn some things around. And uh, I think they're headed in the right direction. Just got a little bit of ways to go. And a shortened season is not going to be enough to, to get some of the answers they like. Number 17, the New York Rangers. They're in the same boat as Chicago and Detroit. And uh, Buffalo that I will mention is the number eight. They're trying to turn some things around. They've spun some some of their stars over roster-wise, you know, turns over a little bit. We'll see what they do going forward. I, I think they could – I have them at number seven, but I think very much they could finish higher than that. And the Buffalo Sabres that – I don't know. I just think they're just going to have a, a, a more down year than up. Moving on to the West. I'm going to go Colorado at number one because the era the aforementioned um, front runner to win the Stanley Cup this year. You got Nate McKinnon, arguably one of the best players in the league. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, they just continually just churn out star after star, kind of the way the Sharks and Kings did a couple years ago where it, just, it was just everybody that come through seemed to be really, really good. Number two, obviously, the St. Louis Blues. Not because they knocked off Colorado, but because, hey, just two years ago, they won the Cup. This team looks a lot like that one there, a lot like the one last year. The Blues are one of those gritty, punch-you-in-the-mouth style teams. And in the West, there's going to be a lot of that. Number three is the Vegas Golden Knights. They they continue to stay towards the top. They've uh, never had a real down season. They have a ton of talent. Uh, they're really heating up things in the desert. And if anybody can give Colorado or St. Louis a run, I think it's the Vegas Golden Knights. They can go star for star, talent for talent. You just got to last long enough to be able to to you know push the the knockout blow. The number four team is the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota is just unfortunately in a division that has three juggernauts like that, but uh, they can, on, on a majority of the time, they can hang with those three teams as well. They've got the talent. They seem, to, uh, they seem ready to, to try to make a move this year, and we'll see what happens. But I got them at number four. Number five, I'm going to go with the San Jose Sharks. They're watching their team get older. They're trying to make some moves here and there. As long as you have a uh, people like Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, uh, Logan Couture, you're going to be right there in it. Just once again, they're in it. They're they're. I don't think they're as as good as the four teams I have ahead of them. The number six team. Give me the Arizona Coyotes. Never been a big Coyotes fan. Uh, they're a good organization. I don't have anything against them. But I just I don't think that they have the firepower to compete with the rest of this division. Now, of course, they are better than the number seven team, the L.A. Kings. The Kings are in the same boat as uh, the Sharks. The only problem with theirs is they're aging veteran stars are clogging up roster spots and often injured. It's just hard for them to uh, put together a, a solid lineup every other, you know, every other week, it seems like. 
And then the number eight team, this is a team that, that has some issues, and I don't really think they're going to amount to much this year, but they're going to turn over some things. We're going to see some things going forward. That's the Anaheim Ducks. Good thing they don't call themselves the Mighty Ducks anymore because they're not so mighty this year. That leaves the All-Canada Division, otherwise known as the North. The number one team in the North, i gotta, I got to give it to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're going to be gritty. They're going to be gutty. They're going to be similar to a version of Philadelphia, I believe, in the Canadian League here, in the Canadian division. Uh, they've got the star power. They uh, they have the stars in waiting as well. And uh, I think they can win. I'm going to call it the Canadian Cup, but they can win the Canadian division here. Uh, number two. I'm going to give that to I'm going to give that to the Edmonton Oilers. Anytime you have one of the top stars in the game, you're going to automatically have a good shot of winning. Like I said, this Canadian division is going to be just fantastic. This is kind of what we've been looking for for a while. It's kind of fun they're finally getting around to it. But uh Edmonton's got some some pieces and some fun stuff. So, now let's see. Number three, I got the Montreal Canadiens. Carey Price and crew are ready to roll. They can hang with Toronto and Edmonton. I think they have the the, the firepower to do that. So it'd be interesting to see if they could stay on the up and up and uh, stay ahead of the others in this division because, I'll be honest, all the Canadian teams, it's going to be an interesting year because all seven of these teams have the potential to to go on a run and uh, try to take over that top spot. Number four... I wasn't going to give them, well, I'll stay with my normal projections. I was going to move Vancouver up a little bit, but instead I'm going to go with the Calgary Flames. Calgary has uh, one of the, the Chucks. They have other stars. They have always been like that team in waiting up in Canada, and this year could be that year they go on the run and they're able to move up. But uh, I don't think they're as good as Toronto, Montreal, or Edmonton, but they could be. Number five, it says Vancouver Canucks. I was going to move them up, but that would mean this it wouldn't be my preseason projection at that point because I've actually seen them play uh, the way they played the other night. But Vancouver is showing that now that they're not centered around the Sedin twins, they're a different team, a different style of play, and it's one that could actually do them a lot of good. The number six team is the Winnipeg Jets. It's not because they're bad. It's just because you got to put them in some kind of order, and I just, I don't, I think Vancouver can pull ahead of them, but you never know. And then the caboose of the North Division, a.k.a. Canadian Division, is the Ottawa Senators. Um, I think they are in a weird transition. I think they're going to win games, obviously. 
but they're I think they're going to be more focused on building for next year. And this would be the time to do it in a shortened season like this. You can kind of get a feel for what you have going on and what you want to do going forward. But I think that's that's uh, just how things are going to play out. Let's go over some of these stories real quick. Uh, Henry Lundquist, who you know left the New York Rangers after a very, very storied career, signed with the Washington Capitals and then is now going to miss the entire year. Uh, he has a, a heart issue. He recently had surgery. Everything went good with the surgery, but he will not be playing this year. We will evaluate from here on out if uh, he, he plays after that. But uh, not having King Henry in the league is is uh, a travesty. But we wish him all the best in his recovery and hope to see him again, whether it's on ice or off ice. I believe he has a place in this game and, and helping to make it better. Um, the all or nothing series that I believe Amazon does, you know, they, they followed like the Rams and, and maybe the chargers and some other people, they are going to follow the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. So I look forward to seeing, um, what they, what they get from Toronto and following a hockey team as far as uh, during this crazy season. But uh, I believe that's Amazon. There are going to be two games in Lake Tahoe. These are outdoor games this year on February 20th and February 21st. They're both 3 p.m. NBC games. The first game is going to be Colorado versus the Vegas Golden Knights. And this is kind of the answer to the outdoor games that were planned, but are uh, obviously because of the different things going on this season, they moved them around. So, like I said, Colorado versus Vegas, uh, that's a Saturday, February 20th. And on Saturday, uh, Sunday, February 21st, you're going to get Boston versus Philadelphia. And it's going to be a slobber knocker. Um, Evander Kane is having some issues. He recently filed bankruptcy. A lot of uh, what I read had to do with uh, some gambling debts and that he has seven dependents listed uh, on his taxes. So um, he's going to play this year because he's been playing quite well, actually. But it'll be interesting to see how this how this gets cleared up and uh, how he moves forward. One of the better players, you know, one of the best players in the league. But he's also it's also showing that sometimes things can happen and you got to get past them. Uh, I did not know about the gambling debts. That's interesting. Uh, the Bruins are going to honor Willie O'Ree, number 22 for them. He was the first African-American player to play in the NHL. Uh, that'll be on February 18th when they take on the New Jersey Devils. But they are going to do a big ceremony to honor Willie. And I think uh, I think it's fantastic. We, sh we should honor heritage, especially groundbreaking things like Willie O'Ree. Uh, Corey Crawford has retired. He won two cups with Chicago and uh, was listed as a as a member of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, he he went to camp, decided he he just uh, body wasn't holding up anymore. Uh, Jared McCann 
was fined $10,000 for elbowing Philadelphia defenseman Travick Sanheim the other night. Uh, this is the first fine handed down for an infraction like that. Uh, and the first suspension of the year goes to the St. Louis Blues forward Sammy Blyes. He suspended two games for an illegal check on Colorado's Devin Taves. And the Dallas Stars have had their part of their opening schedule uh, redone because of uh, COVID concerns. Uh, they're actually going to open their season on the 22nd, which is uh, the week coming up. Let's see, that would be next Friday? Next Friday. They'll actually start there, and they're going to kind of bump their schedule around to catch them up with everybody. But thanks for tuning in to this, this week's edition and the, the opening episode. of Vortech. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We're going to try to be somewhere midweek with Vortech. Just want to get the first episode out now. Somewhere midweek, you're going to see the rest of these uh, come out this year. And as always, we'll see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch hot.